Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Live from downtown San Francisco, this is 95.7 The Game. Yes, yes, we welcome you in. Good Saturday morning to you. John Dickinson joined by Dan Devone, and we are live and local, and we are with you here for the next four hours on 95.7 The Game up until 2 o'clock. Phone lines open, 888-957-9570. Much to discuss. Dan Devone, good to be with you, my man. And uh, Jordan Poole, getting a big-time payday that we've been talking about here for the last few weeks. But it uh, sounds like today's going to be the day that Penn gets put to paper with uh, Woj of ESPN reporting within the last hour, the Warriors and Jordan Poole finalizing last few weeks, but it uh, sounds like today's going to be the day that Penn gets put to paper with uh, Woj of ESPN reporting within the last hour, the Warriors and Jordan Poole finalizing a four-year, $140 million contract extension, which will kick in next year, and Poole signed for the next five years to be a member of the Golden State Warriors through 2027. I think this, this was somewhat of a no-brainer. Uh, J.D., he gets the 35 mil over four years. I think the Tyler Hero contract, maybe that was somewhat of a barometer, and he gets five mil more than that of the 130 and four-year deal that Tyler Hero gets. Congratulations to the young man. I think that in a weird way, not that everything has to go back to the altercation of about a week ago, but this was sort of the feel-good, put a bow around it, let's go forward with Jordan, let's do him right, and I think that we've sort of... If it's at all possible, move past from that ugly incident of a couple of days ago. Well, it is all tied together. And, you know, Draymond coming out and apologizing and and the Warriors, you know, making their statement on it and Draymond stepping away and and the decision to come back and and the last two boxes really to be checked in this whole thing as it does tie together, even though it is, as you lay out, very much separate as well. I mean, this is a young man that's worked these last three years to put himself in position to to get the contract that he's likely to sign officially today. Uh, Now it's a matter of, and, and I've been on record saying, I would pay Jordan Poole in the neighborhood of four years and and $120 million. I know Anthony Slater, the athletic, we had the Woj report, which was via Jordan Poole's agents, basically. They were on the record. A little more detail from Anthony Slater, the athletic, stating that Poole's deal is four years and $123 million guaranteed. So the, the hero deal, just by comparison, Dan, was four and one thirty, but then ten million of that was was guaranteed. So basically, four or ten million of that was incentives. So so basically, the 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 you take, if you take the incentives out, Hero got four and one twenty, and Pool's getting four and one hundred and twenty three. And I think you know one forty as as a base to me would have been 
a little bit of a gulp. I'm not going to lie. Like, but but what are we really talking about? Splitting hairs between you know less than twenty million dollars over the over the course of, of four years. But but in reading Slater and his reporting that it's you know, one twenty three and guaranteed, and if he hits some incentives, it can bump up from there. That to me makes it all the more of a no brainer when you look at at an average uh, annual value of of a little bit under thirty one million. But now Pool gets paid. And he gets to come out and and address the media now about the Draymond situation, but also about the hard work that he's put in and and somebody that the Warriors are paying, Dan, like they believe he's going to be a big part of this franchise for for the next few years. Yeah, just like anything else, it's not necessarily, obviously, a a free agent that hasn't played for you before. It's not the... An Aaron Judge potential scenario with that of the San Francisco Giants. He's a little bit more proven, but there's a there's a high level of risk, as often is the case. You, you just hope that Jordan Poole continues to ascend. You hope that his defense gets a little bit better, although I think that they're willing to recognize that this is essentially who he is defensively, although he will get better. But you're hoping that he continues to head in the right direction and the work ethic continues and that this is going to be a guy as your core gets older, that this is a this is someone who can step into that role and show that last year was not just an outlier and the quote unquote flash in the pan, but he's a legitimate twenty to twenty five point a night. He's a potential all star, and this is a guy that can fill it up, and you can you can count on consistently for giving you big impact minutes and points. That is what you want as the first guy coming off the bench. I also thought, which was, and we can get into this, J.D., that it that last night, albeit a preseason game, we've taken a step forward, and I'm specifically talking about the relationship between Draymond and that of Jordan Poole. But as it relates to Jordan Poole and the contract, this is step one. While there's an element of risk with the four-year deal, and as you laid out, the 31, 35 million, however it is that you you want to dice it up, I think I'm with you that this had to be done. And in terms of priorities and checking boxes, Wiggins is out there. The to-do list includes, obviously, Draymond Green, but this was number one first and foremost. Yeah, and the deadline Monday, they'll beat that deadline uh, to, to do an extension or let Jordan Poole become and a restricted free agent and I know Bobby Marks of ESPN had the notes on the offer sheet so that so the max offer sheet if this thing had kicked into next year and and somebody with maximum cap space uh, wanted to make an offer I know it had been reported maybe Orlando or San Antonio could be two of the teams that that would have at least at this point figure to have the cap space to make an offer but that max offer sheet would be four and 144 so you look at the four and and 140 if he hits the incentives and i mean to me it's like what are we quibbling about and and i've I've been on record for months dan i know we've done a few shows here recently like to me you don't want jordan Poole this season having to play like somebody that that is trying to get paid. Like to me, you want Jordan Poole as a young player that's worked hard to just keep it moving and to to basically fit in the context of yeah, growing his game, but fit in the context of what the Warriors are trying to do in terms of of winning a championship. G- give him a little bit of a, a breath of fresh air, knowing that that's behind him and that he doesn't necessarily have to chase it this year. I I wouldn't want a Jordan Poole chasing a hundred and fifty million dollar contract uh, this season as somebody that that 
look, isn't is a sixth man is going to start if Curry's brought got the night off? Is going to start if Clay Thompson's got the night off? I get all of that, but but to me, I I want Poole to know that the Warriors are are paying him adequately, and he can come in and just kind of use this season as a continuation of last season and and fit his game into the context of trying to be a championship winning team. All the stuff about whether he's an All Star or a superstar. Like that for me gets all kicked down the road a couple of years. And, and look, if if he does turn into an all star and a superstar, then the contract ultimately is going to be a bargain between now and, and 2027. The more important thing for me is a comfortable Jordan Poole that can fit with this team as they try to go back to back and give themselves the best chance to win another NBA championship. I think the Warriors have proven that they take care of their own, that they will they will reward you if you put in the work and you're ascending in the right direction, and you deserve the bag, they will take care of you. And, and this is why the Warriors are, quote-unquote, that franchise. I, I wonder out loud whether what happened between him and Draymond influenced the powers that be, the Bob Myers, the Lakers, and the Steve Kerrs, and collectively saying, okay, let's expedite this and, and let's give him what he, what he wants. Were they stuck on a number that maybe came in a little bit lower than this? And then just sort of to, to recognize and or put sort of a feel-good spin on rewarding the young man, especially after what took place, was, was probably the right thing to do. We'll never know. Maybe one had nothing to do with the other in terms of the dollars and cents. But I wonder is whether or not that influenced the Golden State Warriors saying, let's, let's not quibble as to steal your word and let's just give the man what he wants and let's let's show that we're invested in this guy as we continue to prove to our players that we will take care of you going forward. I thought that the Tyler Hero deal with Miami and the four years and 130, you know, four and 120 in terms of guaranteed, when, when that came down, I, I thought that set the bar. I, I thought that was, and it's funny, I, I remember doing shows at the early part of last year where we were talking about, you know, Jordan Poole, because remember, he got off to a great start and he was starting in the Clay Thompson spot alongside Steph Curry and Draymond Green and Andrew Wiggins and, and the Warriors got off to the 18 and two start. And Jordan Poole was was the starting two guard with with Steph running the point and, and they were in the backcourt together. And I remember thinking and, and we did shows, you know, but Jordan Poole's going to get 80, maybe 90 million. And it just progressively kind of went up over the year. And he, I know he struggled when when he was in and out of the starting lineup when Clay came back a little bit toward the end of February and, and on into March, but then really finished the season strong, had a great first round of the, of the playoffs against Denver and gave the Warriors in the playoffs just what they needed when they needed it at times in terms of an offensive punch and another playmaker. But for me, I think it was at that point, it was always going to be probably from the 80 mark that, that I think some people gulped that a year ago when we talked about 80 or even 90 to probably going to be about a hundred. But when the Tyler hero deal came out on October the 2nd, so two weeks ago tomorrow where he was going to get four and one twenty. To me, that set the bar to where it probably wasn't going to be anything less than 4 and 120 because I think Jordan Poole projects to be, and we can quibble about who's done more to this point in, in their career, but Jordan Poole projects to be a more dynamic playmaker and I think a, a higher ceiling player than that of Tyler Hero. So the point I'm getting at, Dan, is, and we've all been in contract negotiations at, at some point in our lives in, in different fields or you're just trying to get a better salary or whatever it is, 
you always go to wait. If that guy makes that, then I need to make that because I project to be a lot better than that. And I think that that in essence became kind of a, a no-brainer marker in, in this negotiation. Yeah, I think simply put, his agents just looked at the Tyler Hero deal and said, our guy's better than him. And I think when you look at the two players and put them side by side, Tyler Hero, remember he came out, he came out of Kentucky, out of, basically out of nowhere, and was an immediate impact player. In fact, I mean, he took that Miami team, not him exclusively, but he was a big part of the success of that Miami team, going to the NBA Finals in the bubble and pushing the Los Angeles Lakers. And, and people looked at him and said, wow, where did this kid come from? I mean, Tyler Hero stole the headlines that rookie year. But sort of unlike that of Jordan Poole, whose rookie year was so forgettable, Tyler Hero then sort of, he started heading in the other direction. And he disappeared his sophomore year, got better this past year, and then, of course, gets rewarded. Whereas, why I think Jordan Poole, if I'm one of his agents, I'm saying, well, look at the trend between the two. While Jordan Poole was so bad his rookie year, look at the work he put in and look where he's headed when you look from year one to year two to year three and where he's headed right now, and why I think he's worth every penny when you put him up against that of a Tyler Hero. Yeah, and Tyler Hero won the NBA Sixth Man of the Year, so I think you, you, you make the point about his rookie year as well and how well he played, and, and that's kind of what I'm getting at. And I think around sure. here, those that maybe haven't seen Tyler Hero play, uh, Tyler Hero's done more to this point in his NBA career than Jordan Poole has, but I think the projection is that Jordan Poole has a higher ceiling as a player that could be a more dynamic playmaker and score. I mean, he averaged a little under 21 points a game uh, last year, and the Heat were the one seed, and, and he took home the, the sixth man of the year award. So he's attained uh, you know, some things in this game to this point that Jordan Poole hasn't. But again, the thing that I keep coming back to is I think we would all agree that if Jordan Poole's trajectory continues to grow, he would project to be somebody that, that, that could at some point be a, a, a team's number one playmaker. It's also interesting to note that are the Golden State Warriors investing in the future? Now, we'll see what happens with Draymond and Wiggins, and the point being is that they're locking up the kids, and I'm talking about Jordan Poole, when you, and projections and conjecture are now sort of the, the operative words with the Golden State Warriors. This is a team that, as we have discussed on numerous occasions, has that special ability, and you don't see it very often. In fact, it's so rare that a team wins an NBA championship with its, its aging Hall of Fame-esque core while still having and developing its youth. And are we seeing this trend, well, we need to invest in tomorrow as opposed to yesterday? Does this have any reflection on the Draymond Greens and or the Andrew Wiggins going forward? I, I might be reading too much into this, but I, I, I think that they clearly made a statement, and we knew this all along, that Jordan Poole is getting a contract. We'll worry about the other two, and we'll cross that road when we have to. But, but I'm curious if we were to just take this out and sort of the, the 30,000 feet above, or the Warriors saying... We're all about tomorrow, and tomorrow is Jordan Poole. It's the Kamingas. It's the Moody's of the world. Well, I think they're they're all about both. 
I mean, to be perfectly honest, I mean, I think they're they are going to try to fuse it all together. I think in a greater way than they did last year, even when they had enough veterans. And I think you could make the case they have enough veterans on on this year's team to where if everybody's healthy and you're in the midst of a playoff run, you could go mostly veteran uh, in terms of your rotation and and get away with it. But they're going to have to rely more on on young players this year than they did last year. And I think they feel that a lot of those young players are all more equipped to help them this year than they were last year. Uh, you know, Moses Moody is somebody that I think is is going to be a, a full-blown rotation player. James Wiseman is going to be getting at least 10 to 15 minutes a game as a backup center this year. Jonathan Kaminga is is kind of a, a wild-card player, I think. I, I think he, he's the guy that's going to – he's going to play a lot. I don't know push come to shove in, you know, playoff rotations and things like that. They got six months to figure it out. I, I do think you could make the case that that they would have as many as nine or ten players ahead of them in a playoff rotation, at least at the beginning of the year. But they've spoken glowingly about him. And, and if anybody's sitting out for the Warriors, then Kaminga's going to probably play 20 or 25 minutes a, a night uh, on those nights, if not more, if it's a, a full-blown developmental night where they give everybody the night off. So I, I I think to that point, they're trying to figure out exactly how much to give the new core year to year. But but for this year, it's it's still trying to fuse the the two eras together. And Jordan Poole, you mentioned the the boxes that need to be checked in terms of the the order of operations. You know, the decision on Poole needed to be made by Monday, so they they get that done. The the next decision that needs to be made is, frankly, Andrew Wiggins. Uh, I mean, and and that can be done at any point between now and when he would become a free agent in in July. Then then it's Draymond Green who is under contract for this year and may opt in for next year, so he does have you know some. Control control over that if he opts out or opts in but I, I feel like I feel like Wiggins is the next decision and I you know I don't know that they necessarily get anything done during the season but he'd be the next decision and then you figure out Draymond on the back end and and where that leaves you and how this season shakes out and whether he wants to be here or whether they win another title and and all of that but but the first step of this equation was to get the Jordan Poole deal done Dan and you know I was looking through just the the salary grid for the Warriors moving forward. Jordan Poole now is signed longer than any other Warriors player. Uh, as Steph Curry signed through 2025-26, Poole now a year out farther than that. The only Warrior player signed once this deal becomes official through 2026-27. I think the Andrew Wiggins situation, and you're right, these contracts, you, you take care of what's imminent, and you had to lock up Jordan Poole. I think we agree that that was a no-brainer. You didn't want to go into the season with that thing hanging over your head. Andrew Wiggins, unlike that of Jordan Poole, it, it's not so much about the future. And, in fact, I think that the Warriors might have the hammer in this negotiation as it relates to, to the veteran because I think Andrew Wiggins recognizes that it's not going to get any better than this. Unlike that of Jordan Poole, he's been on the dark side. He's been on another team, and that team happened to be Minnesota. And he knows what it can be like when you're in a quote-unquote dysfunctional or you're not in a franchise that's as buttoned up like that of the Golden State Warriors. I think Andrew Wiggins is one of those guys that maybe doesn't have necessarily the leverage like that uh, of a Jordan Poole because I think he recognizes that it's not coincidental that he has played his best basketball 
and is a new quote-unquote player with his new renewed energy and gets it because he's in that, we throw this word around way too often, but the culture and the environment, it means something when you're talking about somebody like that of an Andrew Wiggins. And I think that that works in the Warriors' favor because I don't think, if anything, uh, potentially he takes a pay cut. If we were to look at the contracts going forward, I think Andrew Wiggins is somebody that the Warriors might have a little bit more leverage as opposed to that of a, a Jordan Poole. Yeah, and I'm looking at Wiggins right now, 33.6, and I've, I've sort of hinted at that. I'm not sure it necessarily winds up being a pay cut as much as it may wind up being – more of a you know not not the significant pay raise let's say that that maybe like I don't I don't see Andrew Wiggins all of a sudden going from 33.6 which is what he's going to make this year to being somebody that's going to be you know upward trajectory for four years of all right he's now going to make 36 40 44 like I don't I don't see him stretching out to be like a 50 million dollar player in you know four years from now if if that makes sense I could be wrong on that I also think the other part of it I think this is this is what you're getting at as well is when you look around the league I wonder how many other teams around the league would be willing to pay Andrew Wiggins that upward trajectory of a contract for them. I I think there is something to be said for Andrew Wiggins is putting up the numbers and he's comfortable and he fits with the Warriors on a level that that I think another franchise may look at it and say, I don't think that translates to us. The Warriors, in essence, are getting them. They are getting maximum Andrew Wiggins production. His career would tell you that that maybe that wouldn't be the case if he came to our franchise and we asked him to be in a different role. Because let's be honest, any team that would look to sign Andrew Wiggins away from the Golden State Warriors next summer is going to be looking to have Andrew Wiggins not be, let's say, the fourth you know, most important, uh, you know, scorer or, or the, or the fourth most important player uh, on the team, they'd be probably looking for him to be at least a, at least a three, if not a two. And Wiggins still can kind of comfortably, depending upon how you want to shake it, whether you want to say it's Steph, Clay, Poole, and then Wiggins offensively, or whether you want to say it's Steph, Clay, Draymond, and then him, as far as just overall player to this point, they'd be looking for a bump up in production. I feel like, or pecking order for the raise that they would give him. And I think his career has shown that that just, that math doesn't add up, Dan. No, well, we saw it in Minnesota where he was a one or a two, primarily a one, and, and the offense can't go through him. I don't think that that's his comfortable role. I think that, you know, we saw who Andrew Wiggins is, and it's working within the fabric of what it is at the Golden State Warriors. And it is unique to the Warriors. It's not unlike that of Kevon Looney. I mean, I think Kevon Looney fits with the Warriors, but we saw him test the waters, and there's not a lot of other teams that do it like that at Golden State and saying, okay, yeah, that translates to what it is that we're trying to do schematically here at Sacramento or wherever. So I think Kevon Looney is another one of those guys that is a, a victim, if, you, if that's the appropriate word, where he's, you know, he fits exclusively in, in an offense and or defensively with what it is that the Warriors are trying to accomplish. And I think you can also apply that to a certain degree like that of Andrew Wiggins, that now he has found this this unique sort of fit here with Golden State. And not only that, 
The dude was just hoisting the trophy a year ago, less than a year ago. That feel good for a guy that, you know, was the projected number one going to Cleveland. Cleveland and LeBron said, nah, get out of here. We don't want you. We want, we want Kevin Love. Goes to Minnesota. Doesn't work in Minnesota. He's, he's a man without a country. He's just groping for some connectivity to the NBA. And he comes to the Warriors and he finds a home. He finds a family. Uh, I, I think that the Warriors, again, We'll have the leverage, and, and I, I don't know whether, you know, I have no idea what they're willing to pay, but as, we're, as we extrapolate this out and, and bring Draymond into the conversation, can they financially? Does this work where you sign all three? I've always felt all along it's either two or the three because I don't know that financially as the cap works into all of this that you can lock up all three guys. So this today, I think, was step number one in terms of being somewhat of a subtle indictment on Draymond Green. And again, I could be reading into things. Well, it it, it, it does set up, I think, a scenario where if you're going to pick one to move on from, if you're the Warriors, I mean, right now today, you would think that that would be Draymond Green. And, and I, you know, I know Tim Kawakami has written about this and, and the, the fact that it, it, the financial components of it with the decision on Wiggins and his age versus importance versus salary decision on pool, which is obviously uh, you know coming up here and had to be made by Monday. The Warriors getting it done today and. So that leaves – if somebody had to be the odd man out, the odd man out could have been a decision between Poole and Draymond, and that was before the punch of, of Draymond Greed to, to Jordan Poole, before he broke the trust of an entire franchise and fan base and, and other players in that locker room. And maybe that edged what was already going to be a slight lean toward Poole into an overwhelming declaration of of Jordan Poole. Still time for it to play out, though. Uh, I, I, you know, it will be tough. And I know Bobby Marks of ESPN, who's all over the contract stuff, the former GM of the, the Nets, uh, he had some math on the 2023-24 finances. So not this season, but the following season. And check this out. So he, he put it this way. Without Wiggins and Draymond Green opts in, the salary for, for the following season, next season, $191 million plus $108 million, uh, in terms of tax. So, mm. so $299 million. That's, if, that's without Wiggins. Two hundred ninety-nine million total. So one ninety-one in salary, one hundred eight in tax. That's with without Wiggins, but Draymond Green opts in with Wiggins and Draymond Green opting in. So everybody, so everybody's in, and Pools' deal kicks in, and all of this. Two hundred twenty-one million in salary, but the luxury tax bill goes from one hundred eight to three hundred nine. So the so the total output. Dan would be five hundred and thirty million dollars if if you're gonna in essence keep everybody. That that's ridiculous, and that's clearly the highest in the history of the NBA. Uh, again, I think that this sort of becomes where I started with Jordan Poole. If you're going to get locked into these these three deals, which obviously not only extending the money, but you're extending the years. Well, you know who's on, you know, the horizon here. It's going to be the Kamingas and the Moody's. And again, it's it's the future. So I think you have to sort of pick and choose 
who it is that you want to go. And the operative word again here is forward, not looking to the past, but looking towards age and where you want to be in three to five years. All right, he's Dan Devone. I'm John Dickinson. 888-957-9570. Xfinity Mobile text line is open. Phone lines are open. We want to hear from you as we react to the Jordan Poole contract extension. Reportedly four years, $140 million when you factor in all the incentives. $123 million guaranteed. Good deal. No brainer. Where does this leave the Warriors moving forward in terms of keeping Wiggins and Draymond? We'll talk about it next between now and 2 o'clock here on 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. There's of affordable term life for you. All you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-200-1966. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-200-1966. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-200-1966. Now back to 95.7 The Game. All right, rolling along here on a Saturday. John Dickinson and Dan Devone. We're with you until 2 o'clock. 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to give us a call or shoot us a text. We are reacting to the breaking news of the morning, and that is the Warriors and Jordan Poole finalizing a four-year, $140 million contract extension. That, according to Poole's agents, 
via Woj of ESPN. Now, Anthony Slater, the athletic, also with some details on the contract saying that four years and $123 million is the guarantee. So you compare that to the deal that Tyler Harrow of the Miami Heat uh, that he got. Uh, pool pool 4 and 140 overall. Harrow was 4 and 130 overall with incentives. But as far as the guaranteed money goes, it, it looks like it's very close. 4 and 120 for Tyler Harrow, 4 and 123 in terms of guaranteed money for Jordan Poole as he signed through the 2026 27 season, Dan. And uh, yeah, this contract, and, and I know sometimes people get uh, confused as to how NBA contracts work. This extension begins next season. So Jordan Poole plays out this season at $3.9 million, and then next year he bumps up to what will be that average annual value of, of 30.75 over the next four years. Yeah, and again, as it gets back to the altercation, the cold cocking, the punch, however it is you, you want to label it with him and, and Draymond Green, or what it is that Draymond Green did to him, this is, I think, in, in sort of a, a roundabout, indirect way, uh, let's just put that in the rearview mirror just a little bit more. Uh, it'll never leave. Um, it, it'll hang over this team the entire year, but it's a big step forward, and it's a feel good for for that of, of Jordan Poole and and Jordan Poole. Maybe some of the uh, the pain, both you know physically and otherwise, that he suffered last week at the hands of 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 Draymond Green. That e- this eases a lot of that, and maybe it makes the relationship between the two. A little bit more mendable going forward. I think that this is uh, this again in a roundabout way addresses the issue between those two, and it's sort of a feel good on the Golden State Warriors. It's always encouraging when you get one of your young and you lock him up and you end all the suspense and know where he's going to be for the next four years. And then, as it relates specifically individually to that of Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole has to be in a much much better place this morning than he was just a few days ago. Yeah, two things that have to happen still, and and it was three, but it, the contract extension is one, and and so that appears like it's going to be done here official by by the end of the day today. The next thing that has to happen is Jordan Poole come out and meet with the media, which I know is not one of his favorite things to do, at least in a scrum type setting. And, you know, he didn't ask for this situation with with Draymond Green, but at least he gets to come out now and have the press conference be not only about Draymond. Now it can be a little bit more of a a celebratory press conference, at least for him, because a lot of the questions are going to be also about his hard work and and growth as a player to the point where, you know, he, he was somebody and it was way too premature, but. Two years ago, I mean, at this time, people were talking about him like, uh-oh, like, what? Like, do the Warriors have anything in, in, in Jordan Poole? Uh, even at the beginning of the, the, the COVID-shortened year in 2020-2021, I mean, he didn't really make an impact on that team until the second half. He went down to the, the G League and played in the G League bubble. So the, the rise for Jordan Poole over the course of really the last year and a half has been – exponential to the point where he looked like a, a player where you didn't know what he had to a player now that's that's getting a four-year you know four years and 123 million guaranteed but so so he's got to come out and address it that's one thing and then they actually have to get out on the court and go through ring night and, and see how 
Draymond is received on that night. I thought it was interesting, though, to your point. Let, let's hear from Clay Thompson because he met with the media for the first time since all this has gone down, and he was asked about his view on the Draymond Poole situation. Here's what Clay had to say. Well, it's in the past, and it's very unfortunate, but I think reignite will reignite and time will heal all wounds. I love the, both those guys. I mean, Jordan's like a little brother. Draymond's like a brother. I think we're all ready to move past it, and I think the encore to last year is going to be even better. So we know what it takes to go back-to-back, and we need both of them to go where we want to go, and that's a fact. So I expect Jordan to be great. Same with Dre. Ring night and time will heal all wounds, Dan. Well, I, I don't know if things ever get healed entirely. Um, when you use the word healed, I think you're going to be able to – the further we go along, ring night to feel good. If this Warrior team is is a good basketball team, it's going to lessen a lot of what it is that we experienced over the last week. But it's never going to heal entirely. The relationship between those two, Jordan Poole and Draymond Green, and I think with a lot of those teammates, will never be the same. Does that mean that the team can't be the same as far as running it back and winning a title? No. But the relationships will never be the same. I think this is going to be one of those things that is just, it's, it's going to be gradual before he can really assess what happened uh, last week, having what sort of an impact as we go forward. It may not be till the All Star break. It might not be, it, it may be after that, but this is going to be an ongoing process. I don't think that this will ever be completely healed. It'll always be sort of that. You know, it'll be in the room, but I do think that this is a team that can coexist. And certainly, I think Poole and Draymond Green uh, can get together. And it'll be interesting to hear what it is that Jordan Poole has to say. Um, You're right. You know, even if this didn't happen, Jordan Poole does not enjoy talking to the media. For those of you that aren't familiar with Jordan Poole, he's not one of those. He's not Draymond Green. If he sees a live mic, he's going in the other direction, whereas Draymond, you know, will sit there and do a podcast. It, at least in the in the scrum type setting or in the press conference type setting, he's he's actually been he's been pretty jovial, better, I think, in, better, in more one on one settings. And I know I had the 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 video of uh, at the parade. I mean, he he took my mic away in an interview that I was doing with him and started interviewing other players. So he was he was hyped and feeling it in that type of setting. I, I think he just doesn't enjoy the he doesn't enjoy the I'm at the podium and everybody, you know, there's 30 people in the room and they're all kind of coming at me a little bit, which which I can understand. I mean, that can be a little bit that can be a little bit of a of, of a different perspective, uh, without a doubt. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Let's get Fred in Richmond on the phones here on ninety five seven. The game, Fred. You're on with JD and Devone here on a Saturday. What's going on, man? Hey, how y'all doing? Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, I just want to congratulate Jordan Poole. On the extension of his contract, I want to thank the Warriors for really giving him his just due. He's he's came a long way from the G League and everything to that point. And with the Draymond situation, you know, it's time to bury that. It is what it is. It's time to try to go repeat and let the cookies fall where they may at the end of the season because there is going to be a very hard time to – Resign Draymond, but I think this might humble him the situation, and he's going to finish out his career with the Warriors one way or another because he's not effective nowhere else. Thanks for having me on, y'all. Well, we'll see. I, I and I'm not sure how that's going to shake out. I think how this year plays out will will determine it. I think in part the other part of it is. 
if the Warriors have to pick one of Poole, Wiggins, and Draymond, you know, at this point, as, as we mentioned a couple of minutes ago, I mean, Draymond would have to be the one that would be the odd man out today. Now, look, just because, and, and I agree with everything Fred had to say, congratulations to Jordan Poole and all of that, you know, just because Jordan Poole signs this contract extension today doesn't mean that Jordan Poole can never be traded. It doesn't necessarily mean that Jordan Poole's going to be a member of the Golden State Warriors for the next three, five years either. I mean, there are different ways that, that things can play out based on the actions on the court. So I think in the short term, they are showing a commitment to Poole. I think they are you know, paying him like a guy that they feel – is you know not only has arrived but has the the opportunity to to get even better and maybe be a, a carrier type player as far as a, a one or a two option in in three years. Uh, but it remain you know if he doesn't turn out to be that he and he's still a productive player at the level that he's been the you know this last season, then they could move him at that point, you know, to a team that, that maybe wants him to have a, a more expanded role and, and get somebody back for him. But I think right now, this is a little bit, for the time being, a shot across the bow to, hey, we're committed to Jordan. We think Jordan's done everything the right way. And then to Draymond Green, let's see how you act this year. Let's see if we can run it back and win a championship and then let the chips fall where they may. And this also applies to Draymond Green. Where a lot of people, I think, when you hear about his contract and they feel as though he's going to have the option to opt back into this deal and he's going to decide whether he wants to be with the Warriors for another two years. You also have to keep in mind and apply it to Draymond Green that the Warriors can also trade Draymond at any point in time. And what, you know, again, this gets back to what you get in return for Draymond Green. Is somebody willing to overpay or is somebody recognizing that Draymond's 32 years of age. And if I'm assuming that if you're ready to move off of Draymond, he's not the same player he was a year ago or just a, a few years ago, and, people, and other teams are going to recognize that. He, here's what I... The, the measuring stick for me when it comes to Draymond Green and people saying, I, I think we, we can't be too quick to jump to, okay, we're healed, this is in the rearview mirror, we're, we're moving forward as it relates to that horrific act and the punch that he laid on Jordan Poole. As we go forward, and as, as, as time elapses, at some point, Draymond Green is going to get pissed off at another player, at an out-of-younger player. And I hope he does, because that's who he is. If he's going to be genuine, he's going to be that effective player for the Golden State Warriors. He's got to be emotional. Emotional Draymond Green gets pissed off at his co-workers and or his other players. Not necessarily that of the Clays and the Stephs, but he will go after a Kaminga and say, dude, you got to be over here. you got to help out. When that happens, when he gets to that comfortable level where he's willing to chew out one of the younger players, how is that going to be received by the younger player when they recognize this is the guy that I don't know as well as some of the other players, but this is the guy that laid out, and I saw it, Jordan Poole, and now he's going after me because that will inevitably happen. When that takes place... We'll know a lot more about this dynamic and using the word heel and going forward as it applies to Draymond and the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, that's the that's a great question. And that's the, the ultimate test in this thing is is how that will be received. Now, I think it can be received in the same way that it always had been received as long as there isn't the cloak of this dude's going to come over and, and, and knock me out if I you know say something that 
you know, if I say something unsatisfactory in response to him, right? Because I think I think this issue with Jordan Poole was a hell of a lot more personal between the two, whether it was trash talk gone wrong in terms of, you know, maybe maybe a little bit too far in some of the things that were said both ways, maybe some personal resentment, uh, although Draymond downplayed it about the fact that, that Jordan Poole is going to get paid right now a, a contract that's worth as much as Draymond has ever made in his career when Draymond has you know, contributed to – to four championships uh, and and you know been a defensive player of the year and and all of that like maybe there was some underlying resentment there not that he's not happy for Jordan Poole to get his money but the fact that you know he sees the situation where the the timing and the circumstances and everything adds up for Poole and it and it may add up for for him to be the guy that's gone because Poole it's his time to get paid and because they're going to want to keep Wiggins like maybe Draymond reads the writing on the wall and that's where part of the resentment came from like this dude is basically forcing me out of a situation that I did want to be in for the for the remainder of of my career so I think on a personal note there's a little more going on here between that and let's say Draymond uh, going after Jonathan Kaminga for missing a defensive assignment. But but the point remains the same. Because of the action, and I understand the point you're making, because of the action and because it jumped off the way that it did, does Draymond's constructive criticism now become an eye roll to a lot of those young players? And only time will tell. And it's not only an eye roll, and I don't know that necessarily one of the younger players are going to say, oh, is he going to punch me? I'm afraid of this guy. But it could be just the opposite. Like, I saw what you did, and you're not going to do that to me. Does it accelerate? Should it get to that point where they, we get a month or this gets well behind us and we're well knee-deep into the season, and he goes after a younger player, and a younger player says, one of these young bucks steps two and says, come on, man, what, what are you going to do? Or gets aggressive with Draymond. There's also that potential response with some of these young players. We just don't know. Which is why navigating this going forward and using words like healed and it's over with. And we can all sing kumbaya and hold hands and go forward is way premature. I I said it this week though. and, And I believe it. And you can come down my road if you will. If you want. I think the Warriors are with the decision that they made to not suspend Draymond to bring him out to the to the podium and to basically say hey he's back with the team on Thursday he's going to play Friday he's not getting suspended he's going to be here on ring night Jordan Poole believes that that we can move forward the locker room believes that we can move forward so we're going to move forward and not take this thing into the regular season in terms of punishment or questions now Jordan Poole's going to be able to come out and speak before the season starts they wanted all of this wiped clean before Tuesday night and that doesn't mean that it's over that's not that's not what I'm getting at but what I am getting at is I think the Warriors are doing the only thing that works for them in this situation because ultimately Clay Thompson said it in the clip that we played about 10 minutes ago the Warriors need both of these guys if they want to win an NBA championship for this season and that's the way this thing is set up to have both of them and I I think the Warriors are it's unique in how they're handling it but I said it this week I think they are maybe the only team in professional sports that can handle it in the way that they've chosen to handle it 
and have it actually work out for the best for Jordan, for Draymond, for the rest of the team, for the organization in terms of being able to contend and win a championship. I get people were ticked off and and felt Draymond should have been suspended this or that. But I think they're doing what's right in a unique way for them, and I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt because if, if you go crazy on suspensions and punishments and all this stuff and it lingers into the regular season, then you're, you're cooked before this thing even begins. At least now you have a chance. You might be cooked anyway, but at least now you have a chance to try and, and cobble it all together and make a run to win one more title. You figure out who needs to go at that point. I'm such a big fan of Steve Kerr, and I was well before any of this took place, that I'll, I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. He's so much more intimately familiar with his players, the culture, that you, you just have to defer to him that he knows what he's doing. He's he's a well-adjusted, pragmatic guy. So if this is what he feels is the best move going forward, I will I'll roll with him. But I do understand, and I won't back off of those that want to get after Steve Kerr and the Golden State Warriors. That there are two set of rules here and a sense of duplicity for a team that I think, whether this was knowingly or otherwise has projected themselves as doing it a different way, that there is a higher moral ground. And while the other teams in the NBA do it this way, the Warriors adhere and do it. A, a di- we are somebody that adheres to sort of a different purpose, and we are this team that does it a different way. That, to me, is now there is a sense of hypocrisy that, that's lingering over this team that wasn't there before. To me, that is fair. But as it relates to what it is that is best for this basketball team, I give Steve Kerr the benefit of the doubt. Because if you think about it, J.D., to your point, if you're to if you're to have a prolonged suspension, if this thing is to fester during the regular season, that's all it's going to do. It's just going to persist, and we'll continue to talk about it. It'll make headlines. It'll be subject number one in conversations like this between you and I. If you really think about it, suspensions in a move like this, it's almost as if it's to appease us the media, and or the public. And I think Steve Kerr, to a certain degree, says, you know what, I know we're going to take a hit, but the hell with that. We have to stay insulated, right? This is about us, and the best move for this basketball team is to, is to handle it accordingly, which is no suspensions. I will say, while I, I understand it, I don't know how he explains the one-game suspension for Draymond Green getting into a verbal dispute with Kevin Durant and no suspension for what it is that we saw with him and Jordan Poole. Be- and I, I think part of it is the fact that they were they were more afraid at that point of Kevin Durant leaving than they were about like like they they chose Durant at that point. It was it was we have to appease Durant because we're terrified that Durant may leave when in reality he was leaving anyway. And, and but they were trying to do everything they possibly could to 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 try and get Durant to come back at that point and that's why they did it and th- and in this instance it th- they said you know what we're not and Draymond was ticked about it at that point so i think the fact that he was ticked about it you know and the fact that that they believed that Durant wanted it even though Durant came out and said he didn't really care after the fact was i i mean to me that's that's the difference it has nothing to do with the action it has to do with the circumstances surrounding the action if if, if that makes sense uh 888-957-9570 austin and san jose here on 95.7 the game what's going on austin 
Hey, J.D., how you doing, man? Uh, Dan, listen, good, Dan, good. Uh, I'm, I'm, I look kind of kidding a little bit, but you can, if you're going to give me $30 million over the next four years, you can punch me, man. It's okay, okay? Just let me get <laughs> out there. Uh, I mean, come on, man. Uh, I guess I went to boarding school, guys, and I saw the discipline. This is, this is not boarding school. I mean, these guys are professionals. Yeah, I know you hit the man. That wasn't appropriate, but I think we need to move on. I think we have. I think Joe Lakeham is sending a message. Hey, it's about the product, guys. I mean, it's about selling tickets. I just got tickets for a game, and Chicago comes in. 216 bucks a ticket, guys, for my wife and I, times two, plus a hotel, blah, blah, blah. They need to have the best product on the on the court every night to, to justify those tickets, and that's what that's what it's about, guys. After all this kumbaya stuff, the best product is what matters. The final thing I wanted to say was about the contract. JD, I need some help on this one. So I think Lakeham's going to move salary over the next couple of years. I think he gave Poole his money. I think Draymond Wiggins are in question now. I see some salaries coming off the books. But the question, J.D., how does that work? If you're able to move salary, you still have to bring back equipment. How, how can you reduce the payroll by getting rid of some of those guys? I guess that's what I'm going to ask you. Thanks, guys. Yeah, appreciate it. Well, the, the simplest way is you just you let somebody leave in, when, when they're a free agent. Uh, and, you know, at the, the other thing you can do is you can break up in in a trade. You can you can take players back. Well, you do have to take players back that make the equivalent of of ten percent of the player you trade. You can break it up. And so let's let's say, you know, Dray, you trade Draymond Green who's making twenty five million dollars. Well, you could trade Draymond Green for a player that makes five million. You know, for a player that makes. Uh, twelve million, two players that make twelve million, basically, uh, you know, th- or or a player that makes ten and a player that makes five, and then and then you could you know trade that player for a future draft pick and and then take nothing back in in that in that manner uh, as well. So no, there there are things you can do, but the simplest way you can do it is just to just hey Draymond Green, you're you're opting out. Okay, well if you're opting like. We we thank you for your services and we're moving on and and that's and that's twenty five million or twenty seven point five million for next year that that's gone. Andrew Wiggins, uh, thirty three point six million, uh, that that's gone. Like that that right there would be sixty million if if they just let Draymond opt out and and Andrew Wiggins sign elsewhere in free agency. Yeah, and I think Joe Lacob said as much. You can't pay everybody. Bottom line, you just as much as. Fans would like to see their favorites come back. You just can't do it in this day and age, not with a salary cap. You want to work in Rich or do him after the break, J.D.? Uh, let's, you know what, let's let's hold Rich over. Uh, yeah, let's hold Rich over after the break. We're, we'll, we'll pause now, 888-957-9570. Good conversation in the first hour. Yeah, Rich in Fremont, you'll be up first. Uh, more phone calls, more text messages to get to as we react to the Warriors agreeing to terms with Jordan Poole on a four-year contract extension. Right here on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 